Killing it, we were like, "Oh crap, we're about to fall off the perch." Well, we will dive into it. We'll let you. We'll let you read away the score, and then I've got some hard-hitting questions for you that I know you'll um, you'll want to get into. We won't do a game review because game reviews of this of these games just get they very get negative. Messy, they, they? Yeah, they get they get a bit down, and we want to just you know get the people up and about a little bit and find yeah. out maybe what happened. Um, I think, yeah, I think I'll have like two lines to talk about this game. <laughs> um, so 9, 10, 64 to 18, 11, 119. We let them score their biggest score for a while um, and we barely scored until late again. Um, not good. I think no, no one really played well. <laughs> really? Like Neil had 30 touches, but were they good? He had like three clearance runs out of the middle, but... Apart from that, I didn't notice him too much. Um, and Langdon did one of those chase down tackles again, which is pretty sweet. But yeah, Langdon's really—I really like Langdon. Yeah, I think so too. As always. I've got a good MRP later on, which was Tim Gossage. Um. um anyway, um. So yeah, let's let's just let that one. We'll let that one go away. Yeah. For you, Juddy, in terms of low as a Dockers supporter, where does it rate? And if something rates lower, when? Um, well, I think saying that this is a low point is a bit heavy. Um, it sucks. Uh, it's very dramatic. I think it sucks. But uh, how about when we won the minor premiership and then came out and lost like 10 in a row? <laughs> that was pretty shit. Uh, yeah. How about when we only won two games in a season in 2001 and we didn't win until round 17. That was pretty shit too. Uh, not making finals in the first eight years of a competition. That was pretty shit. <laughs> uh, not winning a final till 2006 when we started in 95. That was pretty shit. So I think mm-hmm. this, this is a blip on the radar. Uh, That's a good. Of, That's a good response, Shuddy. Yeah. So do you, getting into the game more specifically, uh, the buy round? Do you think that we copied Geelong's prep? Yeah, I think they butchered it. And there, there's, I think, lots of things. So it was physically, they obviously weren't prepared. We had two people get injured, one in the warm-up and one in the first or second quarter. Um, and they were soft tissue injuries. So physically, I think there's a case to be answered for. Mentally, they came out very flat. Pressure was mm. down. The intensity was down. Um, 
and then once the once that happens and teams get a run on, we go into our shells and play the same way until the last quarter when we kick like three or four goals to make ourselves look better. So yeah. I think physically and mentally we were down, um, which and personnel wise as well. But that's I think independent of the effort that we could have brought, like against Adelaide, we brought effort and we won. Yeah. So yeah, I think um, I think definitely there's something there. Um, whether the guys are still surfing down south or something like that in their mind. A bit too much. Yeah. It was like as if we got put on the canvas and then we couldn't figure out. It was just, we were a bit, not scared, but yeah, I know what you mean by it. I came out and we're like, oh shit, imagine if we lose to Brisbane. Yeah. Um, and, and those fears crept yeah, in. Exactly. Do you, we, once Fife went out, Mundy kind of rolled in back into the midfield our forward line chop and change um, a fair bit. Kirsten was swung from back to up forward. Yes. No Blakely down back anymore. Where do you see that? I think that was explained a little bit because Sandlands went out, so suddenly Ape is the main ruckman backed up. Yep. Um, a little bit by Cox. Um, so, and Pierce a little bit too. So I think automatically our key forward has now become a ruckman so now they're one tall down and then line was like oh well we thought we, Kirsten's played there before let's chuck a tall down there like I think this game's out of reach anyway like let's do something I think Duck made a good point throw it around chuck Alex Pierce up forward like he wasn't doing anything really in the back line um, but yeah whatever they, they, they decided to go with Kirsten um, yeah. and I think yeah maybe the, the Blakely injury did hurt us more I think we, we missed the run of um, Brad Hill probably is Stephen Hill first game back I think for a while has he played? Yeah. No, he's played a couple. But we keep we always I always say this. Uh, he's been very quiet. Yeah, he has, um, he hasn't had a good run though. Like he, no, and I think if he played before the bye against Carlton, it was probably like he needed two or three weeks in a row, not a bye. <laughs> yeah, to get I back. I can't remember if he was there. Like that's how. Um, like non-memorable he was um, now yeah go on this next one circulating um, around and through many media outlets um, throughout the country Fife's injury isn't actually an injury and it's a cover up from the AFL yeah. that, are, that are paying him to miss the next four weeks so so he cannot win the brown lows so then that, that it's good for PR um because they don't want him to win, given the the bad decision to suspend him. Yeah, well, I think um, particularly after Lance Franklin got off with a fine for misconduct rather than low impact to the face and intentional, <laughs> um, I think it would be a very bad look if Fife loses because of that. Uh, mm. So, yeah, well, I'm all for it, and let's you heard it here first. Hey, look, we. We, we haven't done ethics in media, but I assume this is what it's all about, bringing up these things and without any facts. Yeah, I, I think um, the less facts, the better. Like, you just fill in the gaps, really, don't you? <laughs> um, moving on from that, I've got another hard-hitting question after oh, that light hard do, yeah. Um Walters and his, his bad habits. He's um, oh. head first, and just at times it seemed like he was trying almost too hard. Um trying to really... Sp- it's, oh, it's hard to... Well, I know, watching him... I know what you mean, 
do mean like all the little stupid dives and stuff he does, but then yeah. when we finally hit him on a lead in the forward line, like 30 out from goal, he like did this weird jump to try and take the chest mark or something. Yeah, yeah. It's like, and then just take an easy chest mark and go back and kick the goal. Like stop trying to make everything so dramatic. He, his bat, that head first thing's got to that has to get out of his game because it, it's not going to get him a free kick and it's going to end him up concussed. Yeah, exactly. I'm, um, I'm not sure how. And they know now. They all know. I reckon they all talk and they're like, "Yep." So, be wary of number ten because he is going to go head first. Yeah. And he's going to sulk, <laughs> and he's probably going to punch someone in the guts. It's to me. It was unfortunately it wasn't one of his best games. But those we I think we brought up a couple times. You really need to kick that. Oh, um, yeah, that goal. Yeah. Do you think it's hard for players, especially senior ones, to continue in a season um, without finals? Uh, yes. However, I feel that it like. Team morale would be hard, but it's not like we're getting pumped every week for one. Two, you should have some sort of two, three-year plan in your mind anyway. And three, we should have heaps of guys playing for their spot in the side um, going forward. And there'd be a few like, you know, Ballas and Jono and stuff that are playing for their career. Um, I know exactly what you mean, but, you know, these guys that are coming in, like this week, Ethan Hughes hasn't had a chance basically all year. He yeah. should be dog hungry, and if we don't see him diving around, and you know, um, yeah, th- then there's a problem. Same with Ballas. Oh, we'll go into that later. But um, same with uh, you know, anyone that comes in at the moment. Sean Darcy's had a terrible run. He should be dog mm. hungry. Um, oh, we'll get into him. Brad Hill. Back. <laughs> yeah. Brad Hill hasn't played AFL since round two, um, and now you know he's he's had to had all that crap go on. He should be desperate in the side so I think there's still heaps to play for individually and as a team um, for pride for you know developing the squad guys like Fife and leaders should be like no we need to win a few more games so that you know it looks like we're going forward um, <clears throat> yeah I, I think a little bit of column A a little bit of column B with that one so moving forward to this week say we kick 7 goals against Melbourne and lose by 10 goals <laughs> yeah not does good. that does that does that bring it to a simmer heading to a boil, or do you think it's still everything's kosher? It's all good. Well, it's not ideal, is it? No. There's, there's plenty of reasons you could throw out for that. I think still we're very short sighted. <laughs> but if fans. a but if a one off starts to head to a pattern. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, I imagine that it's it's definitely a bad look to keep getting. I think it's more the effort, the way we play. That's the problem. Like, I'd handle 40-point losses if we, we, you know, our effort's there for three quarters and then they blow us away in the fourth quarter. That's not how we lose games. We lose games by getting blown out of the park in the first half when everyone's got fresh legs. Yeah. And then we don't put in good effort and we turn the ball over. So I think the fans would not mind a 40- to 50-point loss if they score eight, nine goals in the last quarter. <laughs> just a sniff. Yeah, I think all we all we want is a bit of a sniff. And like early on in the season when we lost to GWS, I don't think too we were like disappointed because we had a sniff, but we weren't like mm. you know necking ourselves. Um, 
but you know against Brisbane who'd lost the game at half time more or less and then um, put in his shitty effort too so I don't know and then finally heading off topic which is welcome on this show uh, the poor boys stuck in the cave with the monsoonal rains coming do you <laughs> yeah. think that they pull on the mask grab the scuba gear and swim to safety or ride it out well I think we were talking about this mate they just need a Pokemon with flash <laughs> uh, I, I actually I was reading something today I, I, I thought it initially it was like a gag about it and I was like that'd be weird well, it looks like they're in this quite um, elaborate cave system with like water and it goes quite long so I don't know what they're, they're four kilometres deep within the cave system uh, four so kilometres how did they get in there again they, were they just went in there as a part of after soccer training oh yeah Gotcha. And then and then water's risen and they've been backed in. So they've obviously the point. Ah, well, simple. Gross, yeah. The simple term is that, say in the middle, you know, water rises. You either head out or head deeper. You know, unfortunately they the were on the wrong side bar. of the rising water. Yeah, and they've ended gotcha. up deeper. No, I gotcha. Um, firstly, I think that's quite a, a risky thing to do after soccer training <laughs> to go caving. Um, yeah. But um, but yeah, not good. And so they're all, like, alive. Have they, have they been in contact with them? Chatty, you're far out, mate. You can't believe you aren't following the poor cavemen. But they're, they're, they're alive. They've, got a, they've actually just run communications to them, so I think they can actually speak to the outside. But every now and then there's a bit of footage that comes out. There's uh, a doctor and a nurse and the Philippine seals with them at all times at the moment. Um, oh, so there's people in there with them. They just can't well, get them out. Well-trained, well-trained scuba yeah, divers and can get there, but you know, apparently they can't even swim. Mm, okay, that makes sense. All right. Anyway, we'll move. There you we'll go. Dive. Some some world events. We'll dive into some punting. Yeah. So, um, so obviously, in your absence last week, uh, you had a date or a a bloody uh, a menstruation or something like that. Um, <laughs> Which is a very normal thing for anybody listening. Don't get offended. Um, actually, who cares? <laughs> no girls listen to this. Um, so last week, I bet on the doggies who got up because Harry Taylor can't take a set shot on goal. He and can't? That was a terrible shot on goal. Um, and it was also a terrible final two minutes from the dogs. Again, they lost last week because of it. And this week, they nearly lost again. So Yeah. Um, that's their problem. Um, uh, and Jack got around St Kilda, <laughs> beat Melbourne also by two points. So some very good roughy picks last week. They were both paying well as well. Good stuff, boys. It's a big, it's a big weekend in footy. Um, Lot West of Coast GW- this week as well. West Coast GWS, Essendon, Collingwood, Geelong, Sydney tonight, and Richmond, Adelaide. Um, a lot of good games. Good weekend to watch. Who have you got your eye on? Well, I always love when Frio go above $5. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I'm probably looking at Essendon at $2.30. Essendon at two thirty. The Dons are making a bit of a surge. They are, aren't they? I've got Adelaide picked. Oh, um, really? At four ten. Yeah, I think. I don't know. I just... It's a roughie, but, you know, that's why we do it. Mate, do you reckon they're just listening to the Richmond song again? Similar to that little camp? Oh, imagine they got, if they got of, the sack. Imagine if some of them got PTSD or something. If 
yeah, well, they got the sack. Whoever they um, they spent they spent two obviously, but it's weird because they spent two years with them. The first year they did it, they got them to the premiership, and then the second year they did this, and they've got you know, so it's hard to tell. Who who knows anymore with AFL? But I think Tigers have comfortably got that. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, well that's why it's a roughy, mate. All right, uh, uh, yeah, okay. We'll, we'll wait and see. I've been wrong before plenty of times this year. Um, what was I going to say? Do you want to do a little MRP? Yeah, we can do an MRP. There's some stuff that probably it was a big week in football, so let's kick events. it off. With... I'll just quickly talk about the MRP. So Tim Gossage has come out and said that um, on radio or something, I think it's Kane Collins' show, that um, Chera and Langdon should both be put up for trade and Langdon's a Victorian, so... You know, he's very gettable, Victorian hot blah, blah, And he was like, his reasoning is that Frio have only got one draft pick before pick 70 or 80 or whatever. <clears throat> and it's going to be a good draft, so we, we should trade those guys to get better draft picks. And it's like, hang on, we've used pretty good draft picks on these guys, and now they're good, and now we're going to give them up to have a potential good player? It just yeah. is logically absolutely unreal. If he had a said if push comes to shove, they should trade them because they're worth something, then that's a different story if the players want to leave. But saying that you should trade a known for an, a shot at an unknown <laughs> is ludicrous. Uh, and, and then the next day he comes out and says, even though I spoke about it yesterday, it looks like Adam Chera is going to sign a two-year extension. <laughs> and it's like, okay, mate. So yeah. that's why nobody listens to Tim Gossage. Um, so I'll give him a week for that. I'll give him a week. I was going to move, well, the MRP, I was going to talk about Cyril retiring, yep. um, which is pretty big news. It was kind of a bit civil, of a shock. Civil but... ravioli, you mean? <laughs> but then as soon as he retired, there was the big thing about Hawks now have moved, got space in their sal- uh, salary cap for, I think, um, Lynch and Sloan. You reckon? Well, so that's what the article How much said. would Cyril have been on? Because he would have been a veteran, surely. Because there's no one left, really, in that side. Maybe Bergeron. Contracted till it was either 2020 or 2022. But, like... Oh, so it probably does clear up a bit of space for them. Clears up a bit of space, but, like, it was like Hawthorne now has... It's like, well, the guy just retired today. Like, I don't think they're making... You know, he hasn't even left the building. <laughs> I don't think they're thinking about his replacement. Yeah, it is weird, but... Um... You'd think Lynch is going somewhere, and um, who's the other guy? Sloan. Oh, Sloan, that's right. Man, Danger if, Adelaide, if Adelaide lose another gun <laughs> to a Victorian club, like Adelaide is getting pillaged. I don't mind it. Adelaide are like the West Coast of, of that, that um, Walker, state. Walker would literally cry. Yeah. Oh, good. He's a dumb... He's an ape, man. Like, he, he is... I reckon... If he wasn't playing footy, he'd be breaking rocks with bigger rocks. <laughs> <laughs> the rock breaker. <laughs> um, yeah, it seems that way, but it would be, it would be pretty funny. Well, not funny, but um, it would be. A story. He does seem to. He does seem to take it pretty seriously. Yeah, oh. I think he's just a dumb person. Um, <laughs> But what did you think about Cyril giving away the game? Yeah, obviously some stuff's going on. Like, he got some leave to go back to the Northern Territory a while ago and then came back to the came back to Melbourne but hadn't been at the club for two weeks. So I think they sort of knew um, he'd been injured a bit as well. So, uh, you know, with a lot of those Indigenous guys, if family stuff happens, it impacts them quite a lot. 
um, yeah. I, I don't his know old what, man, I, is it his old man his, died? His old man passed away. Yeah, yeah. so it was probably just a, a mixture of everything. In the end, what's another one or two years of Cyril? They're probably not going to win that much. He's probably not going to be able to do the things that he used to do. It's a sad way for him to go out, but also, it's not like he's twenty-seven. Like I think he's like thirty-two or thirty-three or something. Surely, yeah. Um, so he probably was in the like he was petering out, and he he seemed like he was breaking down a lot more at the moment. Yeah. So pretty incredible footballer. Um, pretty good career. Four premierships. Norm Smith Medal. Yeah, and um, made a lot of a lot of commentators um, very erect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. There's and then um, I think we were talking about um, those injuries and things. Um, Jake Carlisle has a punctured lung. Oh, because of bad acupuncture. Yeah, or well, I don't know if they were injecting him or, or doing needles or something. But um, yeah, it's in Kilda. One of my mates is a physio bear and um, said it wasn't one of the physio staff. So I don't know whether that was means it was medical staff or. You know, Ooh. Joe Blow doing it, um, or he was away oh. from the club, or what? Who knows? Um, but yeah, so he'll he'll miss a couple of weeks. Jesus, <laughs> not ideal. They they he'd recover pretty quick, but that's not not very good at all. Um, and what about poor Leap and Liam Ryan? Oh, something's fishy about that. I reckon it was like six a.m. and he was in a car crash that hit a tree mm. on like a Tuesday. What was he doing? 6am was it? It was early morning, yeah. Oof. Um, something was fishy about that, I reckon. There's just always something, you know, when a West Coast Eagle in a car fleeing. In you know, Midland or somewhere. Or <laughs> it was it just, it's not, you know. But poor guy. Um, he's alright though. I think one of his training and stuff, like he's not injured. But it's not no. ideal. No, but, not ideal. Especially Eagles have got no no one up. Imagine, forward. imagine if he told the cops that he his name was Luke Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> He's like I'm Brad Hill. Yeah, <laughs> and they're like, hey, we've already been dealt with this. Hey, go on. You sure you're not Stephen? Yeah. <laughs> My name is Luke Ryan. I live at one, two, three, Fremantle Street. <laughs> um, was there anything else going on at the moment? Anything weird? Nah, I'm about done for weird stuff. I'm pretty keen to get into the to the Melbourne game, um, TIO Stadium up yeah. there. Is it Darwin or Alice Springs? Darwin, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, it should be nice and hot. Yeah. Well, what is this? The dry? Yeah, because it's the same sort of shit as here. This is their dry season, so it'll just be like hot yep. and humid mm. and gross. Um, which should suit all of our indigenous boys that are from like I'm heaps from like Broome and shit. Do we have mm-hmm. anyone from Broome? Maybe uh, not. Maybe I've just made a sweeping comment. Um, probably. It sounds like it. Yeah, but that's all right. Um, you, well, you insulted the female audience. You might as well insult our Indigenous audience as Have well. I insulted them by saying some people come from Broome? Well, you just... It's assuming. Oh, mate. You used to live up near Broome. <laughs> Port Hedland. Yeah, the top bit. <laughs> the top bit. <laughs> Um, so this week, we've got three changes. Darcy Bradley-Hill and Ethan Hughes come in, and Fife, who's injured. Ryan Nyhouse gets uh, dropped after he was a late inclusion. And Ballers isn't playing. How good. Injured. 
Yeah, it says, it says injured. No one has spoken at all, all week, about any injuries that he's had. He's 100% dropped. <laughs> yeah, I, I think finally they've realised that, hey, Ballas isn't really that good, and he's taking the spot of somebody in the team that uh, is young and will be there next year, definitely, because he's on a one-year deal, I'm pretty sure. Mm. Which isn't good news for him. It's a big milestone game for our broom boy Stephen Hill playing his two hundred. Yeah, I think um, probably a lot of the broom people will get over there for him. <laughs> um, it's awesome that Brad Hill's playing for that as well because he looked good in the waffle last week. So it's good that he had a game, did his punishment, came in, played well, and now he'll be up there. I don't know what the ground size is like, but I think he can patrol some. Um, some wings, wings. Yeah. gain some metres. Super exciting to see him and Sean Darcy, um, someone that at the start of the season we were looking forward to so much, seeing big Sean running around. Yeah. Well, Darcy's been kicking goals, so him and Ape are a perfect you know, mid-forward swap. It's like, yep. you go in the ruck and I'll go up forward, mate. Done. And Cox should just play like, like the third extra backup ruckman if one of them needs to go to the bench or something. It's really interesting... It's going to be a tough game because Melbourne coming off... I think they've lost their last three. Yeah, and they've been playing poo as well. Um, sitting seventh, so big game for Melbourne them. are the, the Eagles of last year and the Port of last year, like the flat track bullies. Like They flog all these teams below them and then all the supporters talk about they're going to win the flag and then they can't beat you know St Kilda, <laughs> who is still below <laughs> them. But that was a weird one. But like they've lost all their, all their tests. Yeah, so, well, we had that awesome win against them last year as well, two-point win, where um, Rickety Cricket, Rickety Cricket rolling on into the goal square to that save the day. Awesome. Um, yeah, so who knows? I think us at $5.80, I'll probably have a little tipple at that. Um, yep. More so for that 24 points up thing, like if we just get ahead at some stage, like we'll get paid out, a little cheeky 10 doesn't hurt. Um <laughs> Does it ever hurt? No, it never hurts. No. Um, but yeah, I think um, no, I'm looking forward to it actually. I hope um, I hope without Fife and Sandlands, everybody you know realizes they have to stand up. There's still a yep. lot of experience that's coming. Like Mundy, the Hills, um, Neil's in there. Um, well, yeah, and then there's like you know those guys, uh, Wilson, Hamling. Ha- say Wilson Hamling. Um, uh, who else we got? Even Shero's still on a wing. Walters, sorry, is another one. Um, you know, all those guys, it's still... There's enough people that have played over 100 games in there to steer them through. Um, yep. And missing out on Fife and Mundy probably isn't... The Fife and Sandlands probably isn't the, the worst thing, meaning that those kids get a be- bigger role and, you know, they'll probably play better knowing that they have to play better. Hmm. So, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. Starting on the ball at the moment is Mundy, Hill, and Neil with Sean Darcy in the ruck. So, even that, Mundy and Neil on the ball is still... It's a lot of... You know, Neil being a lot 27, of games. 28, Mundy's 32, 33, and they've all played... That Mundy's played nearly 300. Um, I really hope Mundy plays next year to get to 300 games. Yeah, it'd be, be pretty awesome. special to see him... Hill captain aside. Um, I'd imagine so. The only other person in there, Alex Pierce is in the leadership group. 
Brad Hill got the butt. Mike, Mickey Walters is in there. Yeah. So maybe him. Up in Broome, you know, Broome boy. Um, I think they're the only ones because the other ones are Fife and Sandalands um, that are in the leadership group. Yeah, so well, well, maybe they'll give it to Alex Pierce. Well, we've got the, the Saturday night game, seven ten, so it should be exciting to tune into Darwin. Do you have any last predictions? Um, well, let's hope that Brad Hill comes back and plays a blinder like I want to do. Brad Hill for a blinder? Yeah. I'll write that down. 30 touches. What about yourself? I've got Michael Walters for three goals and 30 touches. Three goals and thirty. Oh, that'll be awesome. Oh, hopefully, both happen. All right, mate. Just before, just before we wrap up, do you want to redeem yourself by doing a numbers quiz on me, <laughs> and actually yep. using the the real numbers rather than like <laughs> the stats? All right, we'll blow people's minds once again with your ability. <laughs> to, to do you want to pick? You your... pick. The, you pick the team, and I'll. Um... Why don't we go Geelong? They're playing tonight. Okay. Should be easy enough for me to find out. Don't use the stats. <laughs> Just Google them. <laughs> no, that's alright. I'm all over it. Alright, perfect. I'm pretty sure this is... I'll go into a list view. Does it give their player number? Alright. I've got them all. We'll start off with an easy one so we know that I've got it right. Number seven. Uh, Harry Taylor. Yep, good. Number 10. Ooh, Menzel. Yeah, 14. Selwood. 16. Selwood, I think. Yeah, it is. Number 21. Uh, um, Murdoch? Yep. Yeah. Number 25. Uh, Henderson, the guy from Carlton. 27. Uh, Menangola, I think. Yep, I gotta try and find a route. Thirty-five. <laughs> Paul Chapman. <laughs> uh, I think it's a little broom kid. Uh, I don't know. I can't get thirty-five. You can't get thirty-five. Was well, it easy? Yeah, I threw that in. I I was like, oh, I'll keep him on a roll, and I'll try find someone hard. Oh, give me a clue. I just can't picture it. Uh, a certain someone we spoke about earlier would have been real upset when he left. Oh, oh, danger. Sorry, yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll pick some real... Re- uh, should I pick someone that hasn't debuted? That's probably not fair, is it? No, no, I wouldn't get them. There's some... Number real... number five. Uh, that is um, very quick forward. Uh, cockatoo? It is. Yeah. Jody, once again... <laughs> It's way harder when I read from like a list of stats and they're rated and they're in at, ascending order. Yeah, it's it's way harder when you, the number you're reading isn't their actual jumper number. Yep, it <laughs> makes it way more fun for me. Mate, good stuff. All right, next week what we'll do is we'll hopefully review a better effort. We'll have a quiz. Um, we'll get back into some normal stuff and hopefully not have crisis number two meeting. Yeah, yeah, we'll be able to review. Hopefully we're reviewing a win. Yes, well, that'd be that'd be a treat. All right, um, mate, I'll talk to you pretty soon. All right, thank you, Matt. Been a pleasure.